1: Oh, well, very good! I to want another hear. word for excellent. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I, I did be... once try to invent a word, and Brazilius, but it just didn't catch on. Like oh, you have to get like two thousand. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Okay, so we're going good. We are really looking forward to this episode because we have revamped our high-performing team assessment tool. And this is one of the most popular downloaded downloaded tools that we have and resources. Um, People leaders download it, team members, um, stakeholders. It's a really good resourceful team, but we've improved it. That's right, yes. We are all about innovation and continuous improvement. So what we're going to do is take you through some of the changes that we have made to improve the high-performing team tool yeah now this tool is behaviorally anchored so it's a rating instrument so you're looking at behaviors and you're rating them and the instrument really just shows how team members perceive the team and their leader in relation to these core functions or dynamics as we call them Mm. and the differences in the rating provide an opportunity for for team members to discuss those differences. So, for example, you know when you say to someone, you know, how are you, and they go, good. Whereas if you say if you were to rate how you were from 1 to 10, what would you say? So it gives you those nuances. Oh, you can go anywhere with that, Jen. because Mm. if you've rated, oh, how I'm feeling, uh, a 4, you can come back a week later and say, how are you today, and Mm. you can see the improvement. It's a benchmark. It's a measure. And Yeah, and what we love about this tool, it's a really simple instrument that, you know, you can implement and it can be interpreted in-house so it doesn't need an external facilitator unless you want to get us in. (laughs) (laughs) So we really um, have had some great feedback around the tool and we want to just step you through some of those changes. Yeah, so basically there are three what we're calling um, uh, global changes. Mm -hmm. But first, Jen, why don't we actually step back a bit and outline you know, what are the eight dimensions of a high-performing team? Yeah, okay. So so the first one is direction, and this is really about establishing a clear vision and expectation um, for the team. So, you know, do they have defined goals? Do they know when they're on track and off track? And I think this is absolutely paramount for a leader to be clear on. Oh, absolutely! For for an individual in the team, that's mm, what they're mm, asking mm. for is clarity, and for you to provide as a people leader to provide the direction. You know what is that signpost on the hill that the team is looking heading towards? towards. To try. That's, that's right. And that's right. And then the second dimension of high performing team is relationships. So this is all about measuring and looking at the quality and the types of interpersonal interactions that are happening within in the team. Mm. And so this is about how, what, what is the degree of trust that exists within the team? How, how do we get on interpersonally? So this is the sort of softer side of yeah. the high performing team. And, and what's interesting though now in the workplace is that we really are seeing people wanting more diversity in their teams because we know it creates better outcomes. But what it also does is it creates some challenges because mm-hmm. when we talk about diversity, it's not just diversity in race and age it's about diversity of thinking thinking yeah and this diversity and feeling even (laughs) that's right and so what is satisfying for you isn't going to be satisfying for me the way in which I go about a project isn't going to be the way in which you do however if we had clear structures in place it accommodates the differences in the in the direction that we're heading yeah and also like clear structures and also um, an environment as a people mm. leader, I'm creating an environment that allows people to share their opinion, share their um, yeah, share their the thing that turns them on, mm. how they process information differently. Mm. That's really important for um, a people leader to provide that sort of environment, mm. to people. Oh, people leaders have got so much responsibility. I don't That's don't. why you've got to you've got to be really clear. Do you? You know, is this something that you're interested in? Oh, because it's so rewarding. Mm, mm. It's so rewarding so what's the next dimension is accountability and this is people taking ownership of not only their work but the behavior so not only the what but the how that's right how they go about doing things aren't we hearing this is a this is a huge deal at the moment Mm. not Mm. just at the moment we've heard this for years Mm -hmm. accountability Mm. you know people not taking accountability for their task or not taking accountability for a problem they're they're giving it over to somebody else or uh, yeah i think that's a really worthwhile thing to explore in a team in a team environment yeah can I just say something about that is with accountability if a people leader discovers that someone hasn't been accountable for their work sometimes we go into so this is what I would have expected from you as opposed to exploring the the why that person didn't Mm. because when you get to the source of a situation then more than likely it's not going to repeat itself. Mm. So sometimes there's a little bit of exploration around, oh, I've discovered this. Can you tell me about this? Yeah, because I have, you know, I've been in situations sometimes where it wasn't clear as to what this person was accountable for. Mm. And so the people leader was thinking, oh, they're shirking their responsibilities and not taking accountability. But for the individual within the team, it was, oh, I didn't think that was my responsibility. Mm. I wasn't in my... Well, wasn't in my um, position description. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, oof. the next one is process. And this is really about procedures and guidelines. So, you know, when we talked about structures, uh, so this is really about um, ensuring that tasks are completed in a way that leads to an effective outcome. That's right. And you know what? This is the crux almost of why the team, this is what the team does. This Mm. is how they move something from A to B. So Mm. that's the work process. Mm. But there's also the interpersonal process. Process Making decisions. Making decisions. What if there's potential? Conflict: How we go? Do we have a process or an approach? Even you don't have to use the word process, but do we have an approach? Mm. And if the approach is, oh, we just go to the boss or we just go to the people leader, then you haven't nailed it. Mm. And so this is about looking at what are the key processes within the team and how effective are they. The next one is service, and this is really about stakeholder relationships. Um, How clear? are the team, who their stakeholders are, but what kind of information do those stakeholders know, like and trust? What type of information, the quality, the amount, the detail? That's right. How are they, how are they communicating to their stakeholders? And when something goes wrong, What's your go-to option? Yeah, because it's interesting, you know, like when we talk about um, stakeholder relationships, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I've known this stakeholder for years. We've got a really good relationship because I never get any feedback that it's <laughs> negative. However... A lot of people don't actually go out of their way to give you the negative feedback unless you're really clear and specific around the type of feedback that you want That's right because, them. well, I mean, nobody, yeah, it's uncomfortable because the interpersonal is so strong. Mm. You know, they think, oh you know you the the person receiving thinks, oh they tell me because we've got such a good relationship no it doesn't know but even me who you know that's my job about helping people to give feedback like when i'm working with someone you know like whether or not i'm getting my hair done or whatever it's like ask me for feedback you know like i always give positive feedback without being asked it's the constructive feedback you know when people own their own feedback that's a high performer you know that's the kind of the start of a high performer yeah definitely And so the next one is about growth. So so this is about the personal and professional development elements that exist within the team. Mm. You know, are you as a people leader providing the opportunity for your team members to grow and develop? Are you capitalizing on the strengths of each team member? Like, do you know what the strengths of each team member is? Like, there's an activity to come out of that element, you know, and not not only that do you know what their strengths are but does everyone in the team know exactly what their strengths are and how to use them that how do I leverage those strengths that's right and there's something very powerful about hearing what your strengths are from your people leader As in a workshop last week and the people leader we set it up beforehand and the people leader took a couple of notes and and the idea was just to share with the rest of the group individually what you see as their strengths that they bring to the team Mm. and so the people leader went around the table and shared what they believed were the strengths of each individual and it was just such a powerful thing so can you imagine cascading that down Mm. throughout the organization Mm. very very powerful Mm. so uh i was in a session today and one and what they do is they have update meetings and the reason why they have update meetings is just to inform everyone what they're doing but also Are there people in that team who can support that person with the project? Hmm. You know, like, oh, actually, I've got a better relationship with such and such, so I can help out with that. Isn't that interesting because so many updates or, you know, um, when people are sharing what's happening in their project, it is so boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? People just switch off. Yeah. So you really need to be, so why am I sharing this information? Exactly. The purpose. What is the purpose? purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, so the next dimension is communication, and this is really this interaction or communication amongst the team members. Mm. You know, so how often, what is the quality, is it open, um, do they have access to all the information that they need in order to do their job effectively? Yep. Yep. And then we have one of our our very favourites is renewal. So this is about resilience and well-being of each of the team members. Mm. As a team leader, you'll hear us saying, so what are you creating in terms of the environment that allows people either time throughout the day to um, spend time on their resilience and well-being? Are you taking advantage of those opportunities that exist within the organisational structure for people um, to to tap into that yeah and also the flexible working hours um bringing animals into the workplace and things like that Uh, (laughs) yeah so there are opportunities and sometimes you don't know unless you ask that's right and we also talk about you know the flow and the rate of work coming in is it challenging enough or is it just you know is it just too much and Mm. people are frazzled and And this is the important thing of a people leader is try not to assume ask You know, like if you think, oh, I don't want to um, add more, you know, to their list, ask. Mm. This is a situation I'm in. This is what I'm thinking of doing. Mm. I'd like some feedback. Yep. Yep okay so let's go well and we're just going to share with you why we made some of these changes and and what they are and so the next one is so why did we decide to update the high performing team tool well because we have to practice what we preach it's like <laughs> continuous improvement you know like every so often I go onto our website yep. and I have a look at you know with fresh eyes yeah. if someone was coming to the website what would they see and that's what we do with our tools and plus we get feedback from people and we want to act on that feedback. And that's the reason why we updated it. So let's share what we actually updated. So what's new and improved? That's right. So basically, I would say that there are like three global changes that we've made. And one of the first ones is that we have turned the language into more of a um, active rather than passive. So where we used to refer to the team does X, what that tended to do is depersonalize. And it was like, it's not me, it's the team, mm. and I'm separate from mm. the team. Like it's them or they. The, yeah. yeah, so we've said we, um, as an example, you know, we tend to or we... We can freely take yeah. advantage of flexible work practices, yeah. Yeah, or our, our team. team. Yeah, that's mm. right. But And I must admit, though, that yeah. this language is a feeling language. Yeah. And even though that there are obviously people who are high thinkers, Mm. part of the reason why we're doing this is that as a team, there is a collective, you know, that there is this collaboration and this empathetic way that we operate is really important Mm. to develop a high performing team. That's right. Yeah. All right, so we had a look at the language. The second change that we did is that we changed the scale. So you know how we had the scale from 1 to 7? Mm. Now we've got 1 to 10. Yep. And there were a couple of reasons why we we changed that. And, and top of the list was for our clients. Yeah. Because it's easier for the clients to calculate mm. if it's out of 10. Uh, and, you know, you can round them up to percentages and it just, yeah, it just... Yeah, so, so we had a look at some of the research, and a, a ten-point art scale seemed to work really well. And also our the indicator. way, yeah, also the way in which the brain likes to work—it likes mm. to work in patterns and sees things. Mm. So mm. now that eventually like we are going to have the um, high-performing team online, so watch this space—we'll let you know. Mm. Um, it is going to be easier to see. Oh, okay. So where is there an extension in? One particular area and where is there a dip? So these are the kind of like your red flags, leverage points. It'll help with comparisons. Mm. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so it's easier to compare. It's, you know, um, it's just easier to actually get meaning from it. Yeah, from a um, 10 point scale. And the third? Yeah, so we've had the active and the passive. We've had the the art scale, and then the third drum roll, please, is all about the people leader. We have included a question in every dimension um for the people leader or about the people leader and again this is optional you know a couple of people leaders have felt a little bit trepidatious about us including this like oh people are going to rate me and again you can choose not to fill this in Mm. You, you can choose for your team not to fill um the the section in on people leaders however If you want to get some feedback that will allow you to do something differently, then why not get your team to fill in the people leader question? So we'll give you an example of the one in direction. Uh, My people leader does not have a clear vision and direction for the team versus my people leader has established and communicated a clear vision and direction for the team. So... If you haven't done that, you would get a one. And if you have done that really well, you'd probably get a nine or, or a ten. What I love about these questions is the strategy is implied in the question. Like it's pretty mm, obvious mm, for mm. you as a people leader what you need to get on with. Mm. If you haven't got any of this in place. Yeah. And you can test it. Yeah. You know, like what do you think our direction is? You yeah. know, how do we know when we've hit the mark, when we're on track and off track? And I just love that simple tool. Are we on track or are we off track? Mm. Yeah, what's working, what's not working. All right, so that's the, um, the changes, what's yep. improved and different. Um, also the leader, um, people leader question. Now, some, uh, feedback is that should the people leader be concerned about the feedback from the team? And it depends. If the feedback's really, um, poor, you might want to be concerned. But part of it is there is some, you know, a challenge to get feedback from your team especially if you're putting your heart and soul into being a good people leader and you're getting feedback that perhaps isn't what you think it is so I think if I'm going to get feedback, I want to get, be in a state that I'm ready to receive it. So if your team has been going through extreme change and you are under the pump and in overwhelm, don't do it then. Mm. You know, set everyone up for the best result and success, even though you still want a real and authentic feedback, set everyone up for success, including you as a people leader. Mm. So, you know, you, you only grow by experimenting outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And so, yeah, this is going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. And if it's too uncomfortable, then I would get, well, one suggestion is get a third party to review the answers and collate them for you. Mm. Right. And I would do that anyway because with confidentiality aspects, um, yeah, probably think that's a really good idea actually, get somebody else to collate the, the data for you, particularly on the people leader question. Yeah. And if you're not ready to do the people leader question, don't do it. it out. Yes, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it is have an we opportunity. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we, yeah. we go. So, you know, what can the team do with this information that they get from the assessment? So a couple of things, you know, you can put it in your development plans. Um, you can work on related items. For each meeting, you have one item that has come out as a red flag. So, you know, for example, the areas that you rank lowest, these are your red flags. So, for example, if you rated really low or on team goals, then that's something that you might want to do as a team-building activity. And the most effective team-building activities are the activities that team members can see a direct link book between what they're doing and how they're going to use it at work mm. or for themselves mm. e- in a home life you know yep. like getting clear on your goals or, or whatever that that function is that's right so these are some of the ways that you can use the assessment that's right and so uh, another way for example if we do look at the relationship area something that the team could do is have a, is do a personality indicator for example or a strengths finder indicator so to identify so, what are the different personality types that exist between the team? And that will lead, it's a nice foundation to set yourselves up. Um, to communicate more effectively um, if you do something like that. Yeah, and part of the shift in the high-performing team is we're going to um, create a matrix for you that gives you strategies for the individual, for the manager and for the team in oh, each dimension. That's going to be perfect. <laughs> hey, how good is that? I would have loved that 20 years ago when I was a manager. Yeah, and, and really, like it's not about telling people what to do. It's just that we have... You know the opportunity to see a lot of people do this type of work, and we learn from you. You know from from the people that we work with. So we really appreciate that, don't we? Oh, well, absolutely. I was just thinking the other day, coaching somebody, and they are going to share the high share the high performing team we were having coaching and and she came back and she said, oh, the team, because they were feeling a little bit negative for a while and that's what we're doing coaching on, they were unmotivated. You know, she shared that you were going to do the high-performing team. What did they think? She said they were all fired up. (laughs) Right, yeah, Yeah, looking forward to doing it. Oh, no, and isn't it interesting because another person who did the high-performing team, when the team was going through a bit of a funk, it kind of like turned, you know, (laughs) negative because they saw how many gaps they had. So really... The way in which your mindset is, like that's why if you're going to introduce anything, I think it's really important to have context, mm-hmm. like the reason why you're a- doing the, it. Absolutely, and that was it. And she asked for permission. Yeah, She right. didn't come good, in and say, good. I want us to do the yeah. platforming team. Mm-hmm. Not that you would say that. But it was like, we've got an opportunity to use this tool. What do you think? I know there has been a little bit, um, you know, of uncertainty or we haven't been, you know, on top of our game. What do you think? Yeah. About this, or... Yeah. I'm really uh, motivated to create true. a high performing team. True, true. Like, who wouldn't want to be part of a high performing team? An underperformer. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, okay. All right, well, that's it for now. Stay tuned and we will um, give you some more information on the high performing tool uh, as we put it online. That's going to be Yeah, okay. Over an hour.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own leadership journey. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.